Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday morning service for August the 16th, 2020. And thank you so much, Sean Haynes, one of our musicians, for pre preparing that uh, that warm-up on beautiful work, beautiful instrumentals, and that song, I Want to Sing a New Song, Shout It Out Louder Than Before, Let the Whole Earth Sing, Let the Whole Earth Sing. And you know, I'm just going to open this service up in prayer, and it, 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 is, it is strange, it is difficult to be in your homes and to try to worship and to try to sing and to try and focus, but that's something that we have to be intentional about. That's something where we have to do, as that song says, I want to sing a new song. I don't know if that's your, your heart today, but you can say to yourself, like David said to himself, I will worship the Lord. And uh, that's a choice that we make, and that's a decision that we make. It doesn't matter if we can sing or we can't sing, but we choose to worship our, our God. We choose to open our mouths, and that, that sets our whole, our whole day and our whole soul into the right place. So would you join me in prayer uh, before the band comes to lead us in a special set this morning? Father, we thank you, for we are free to worship you. And uh, Lord, it, it starts with opening our mouths and to, to sing a new song to you. And, and it changes us and it moves us into an understanding of who you are and a place where we put you first again in our lives. And we're so thankful, Lord, that we can be together with one another today, albeit through this, this technology that, that we have. Lord, we are so excited and looking forward to getting together in person, face to face. But we know, Lord, that your presence is with us even in our homes. And God, uh, wherever we are, you are with us. Where can we go from your spirit, the psalmist wrote. So help us this morning to focus upon you and to worship you and to put you first in our lives. Once again, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, there's nothing better than 
thank you for the great truth of that song. Freedom reigns in this place. God, we don't have to be uh, in a in a, a, a place altogether at the same time to say that freedom reigns. Freedom can reign in our homes. It can reign in our places of work. It can reign in our schools. Uh, and Lord, because the freedom that you give reigns in our hearts and in our souls. So I pray, Father, uh, for each one that is that is watching, listening, each one who will watch, who will listen, uh, Lord, that we would we would remember that you came to set us free from sin and from the power of sin. And ultimately, Lord, there is a great inheritance that awaits us on the other side. And so we are so grateful and so thankful that we can be called your children today. Uh, Lord, we continue to pray for the situation around the world and uh, uh, this virus and the changes that seem to happen every single week. We pray, God, uh, ultimately for uh, for a vaccine. Uh, we pray, God, for world leaders. And there's just so much happening all over. We continue to 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 pray for the situation in Beirut and the instability and the destruction that has happened there and the the resignation of government and oh god uh, we thank you that you are sovereign and in control of all things so lord we we partner with you in prayer and pray uh, that your will would ultimately be done on earth as it is in heaven we pray in jesus name amen amen well god bless you again and welcome this morning if you're just tuning in with us on the 16th of august 2020 uh, maybe you're brand new to this uh, this uh, this church and of course we're doing everything online for the present time but if you are brand new you can reach out to us uh, text the key phrase reach the one you'll see it come up on the screen uh, to 514-900-0130. And if you will do that, all I need is your name, your email, and your cell phone. And we've got a special electronic gift that we're going to send you by email, put you on our electronic list so you'll have all the information. And we have some goodies that you can access as a result of being on our mailing list as well. We don't use paper bulletins in our church. It's all electronic and that seems to be the best way. So you can do that, and I would be uh, be excited to follow up your visit with us. And you can reach out to us on our uh, website at citypointchurch.ca slash contact. You will see uh, videos of all of our messages and also an audio platform link to Podbean. We are also on Apple Podcasts as well, so you can subscribe to those feeds and get notifications on your devices. Uh, very convenient, okay? So continue to pray for our missionaries as well, Michelle and Louise Charbonneau, who you'll see on the screen there, who are in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, continuing to do a fantastic job there. I think their services are still online, uh, but they are able to meet in person now, but you can catch them online at Église La Forteresse Page. Uh, straight from Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and also uh, Don and Marie-José Mann. I received an email from them uh, this week, and amongst other things, they're expecting their first grandchild in January as uh, uh, their son Jonathan's wife, uh, Julia, is pregnant. And so we are congratulations to them and to just reading about what Don and Marie are doing and continuing uh, continuing to develop uh, leadership training, and they're going to be engaged in that all around the world. And right now, they can write content. And I like what, what he says here in this email. The Quest leadership program is being developed during an unparalleled time in world history, the COVID-19 pandemic. Ironically, the material is being written at a time when the world is on an intense quest for a reliable vaccine to combat the virus. Quest, uh, which is the name of the leadership uh, uh, program that he's running, uh, is not seeking a leadership vaccine to combat self-gratification and dishonest gain amongst leaders. The vaccine already exists through proven biblical and leadership principles. And so they're going to be involved, the man's in uh, leadership training all around the world once the ban is lifted and they can navigate. And this is so, so critical. So continue to pray for them. And thank you for uh, your your prayers and your support of them. 
Uh, again, remember on the 26th of August, we are going to be preparing uh, to regather. Our first regathering service is going to be on the 20th of September, but on the 26th of August, we're going to move all of our gear from screen number 14 to screen number 10 at Cineplex Distant in Brossard. So if you want to be a part of that, it'll be from 8 in the morning. And we'll probably be there for at least four hours. There's a lot to do. But the more we have on the team, the more fun it is. And so you can always reach out to me. My contact information is on our website and Facebook feeds. And uh, as we give this morning, I would remind you that you can continue to support the people of Beirut in a practical way through Erdo, our humanitarian arm of our family of churches in Canada, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, and Erdo, which stands for Emergency Relief and Development Overseas, is right there on the ground in Beirut, helping out in practical ways, providing food and uh, water and temporary shelter and all of those kinds of necessities to the people who have been displaced, thousands and thousands of families. The destruction is indescribable there and there's a matching donor uh, situation happening so if you give one dollar it turns into two so far we have raised 500 from our church i'd like to do a lot more than that so when you give you can do do so through our website all the instructions are there just mark on any kind of comment that you see either through paypal or e-transfer erdo e-r-d-o and we will know uh where it goes and we'll be able to um, make a one-shot uh, uh offering to erdo so that they can get the money there into Beirut, okay? You can do that at citypointchurch.ca slash give. If we can just put that slide on the screen, there we go, uh, with our giving information, okay? So thank you so much for your generosity and your consistency over these summer months. So we're in part nine of this series on the letters of Peter in the New Testament podcasts from Peter. He writes in a style that is very much like a 21st century podcast, very easy to understand, and this is part nine, and this is from chapter three of Second Peter in the Bible's New Testament. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? From Second Peter 3. Now, we had seen that uh, uh, he uses language in this letter to try and help people Uh, be reminded of the things that they believe. He wants to refresh their memories. He wants them to be be in remembrance of the things that they believe because this is his last uh, dialogue with these people in this group of churches in the area now known as Turkey. And he's probably writing from Rome, which is far to the west, uh, and he's writing to this group of people in these provinces, and they're being persecuted and so on. And so this is kind of his last words as he senses that his own death is near, and he would be uh, executed, most likely he was executed, at the hands of Emperor Nero, probably in 65 AD. And so it's kind of last words that you want to be thinking about when he is writing. And he uses these R words, at least in the English translation, remind, refresh, remember. And in Second Peter chapter 3, he's going to pull another one out, recall. So I'll read it to you. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written them both as reminders. There you see it there to stimulate you to wholesome thinking i want you to recall there's another r word recall i want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our lord and savior through your apostles and he was one of those apostles first of all you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires they will say where is this coming he promised that he is jesus where is this coming he promised ever since our fathers died everything goes on just as it has since the beginning of creation nothing's changed but they deliver deliberately forget that long ago by god's word the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water and by these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed 
by the same word that present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Refresh, remind, remember, and then he drops in this word recall at the beginning. So these seven verses, okay, what are you thinking is the title of our message today. And just want to give you three observations from these seven verses. First, we cannot recall what we do not know. We can't recall what we don't know. So he says, I've written these two letters as reminders. So I want to remind you and I want your thinking to change. I want to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. And I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets. This would be referring at least to the sections of the prophets in the Old Testament that we call the Old Testament today, and the command given by the apostles. And Peter was one of them. Paul was one of them. So this is what he's thinking. I want you to recall those things. I want to remind you of those things, and I want your thinking to change. But we cannot recall what we do not know. And the, the reality that we're in today in the 21st century even amongst people who attend church and profess to be followers of of Jesus in this time, the reality is, and the studies and the stats show, that we are more biblically illiterate than ever before. And I do not mean that as a condemnation. I'm just saying as a fact, we read our Bibles less and less we memorize our Bibles less and less. We have become less and less familiar with the information that Peter wants us to recall. We cannot recall what we do not know. And this whole thing of stimulating us to wholesome thinking, what he's talking about here in modern terms is a worldview that is biblical. What is a biblical worldview? It means that you see the world, you understand the world, you interact with the world, you interact with people. Your whole way of living is adjusted through the lens of God as revealed in the Bible. So your approach to life is is a biblical approach and not a worldly approach approach. It's like putting on a pair of glasses and you see everything differently through the way God wants you to see it rather than you would see it yourself or rather than the way someone else would see it. It's the way God wants you to see life and do life. This is a biblical worldview. And the reality today is that many of us don't have that. And we don't even understand how to how to develop a biblical worldview. So I want to give you some tools here that I'll put on the screen quickly that will help you. And the idea here is to get you into the Bible. And there are so many tools today, (coughs) excuse me, so many tools today that can help us to do that. And they're free, many of them. Uh, they're, they're, they use the technology of the day and, and the way that these tools are, are constructed and designed is great for young people, great for seniors, doesn't really matter, great for children, but we have to learn the material all over again. It's like we need to learn the basics all over again. And I have seen many people in in churches and you know they know so many things and can argue so many things about the Bible, but tend to be so disobedient to the basic basic uh, a message of being a disciple because the biblical worldview isn't there. There may be intellectual knowledge, but it hasn't penetrated the heart to a level of practical obedience. So I want to give you some tools to help you here. The first one on the screen is called The Bible Project, and that's a website, bibleproject.com. And all that they do is try to get people engaged in the Bible. They have It's a crowdfunded uh, uh, ministry 
street. So so this is all based on crowdfunding. They do fantastic video-based material to teach you how to read different books of the Bible, how to interpret or learn the art and science of interpreting the Bible and the various kinds of literature and all of that. And they make it so, so simple and so practical. They have a church at home series. They have a weekly Bible study series. I mean, they have a, a a system to help you read the whole Bible in one year. They have a podcast. It's just fantastic content. Uh, one of the best tools that I've ever seen out there and excellent even for young people, teens, preteens, young adults. Fantastic content. going to challenge you and going to get you into the Bible in a really engaging uh, uh, fashion. Okay, so that's that's all free. So you can go to BibleProject.com uh, for more details. I have talked about the Uversion app, which you'll see on the screen uh, many times in in uh, in not only our church, but wherever I can go. And if I'm preaching in another church, I'll always talk about it. Uh, this is a, a an excellent free application, Android, um, uh, uh, iOS, and I think it's on 435 million devices now have downloaded this app. You can get the Bible in any version. You can get the Bible in any language. They are connected with the Bible Project in their app, so you can, you know, if you're reading a book in the Bible like this one, Second Peter, you can go to their video section and say, okay, how do I what is Second Peter? Who's Peter? Who's he writing to? What's a Peter? You know, why is there two Peters? What is all this about? And it will it will give you an introductory video as okay, how am I going to read this book? How do I understand this book? And it, it, the the whole point is to get you into the Bible on a consistent basis. They have an app for children. Uh, the Bible app for kids, which is a lot of fun. Our own daughter uh, played with this as as she was growing up, and and you know now all grown up. But she played with this app. It's a terrific app, and you can get all of this uh, for free at uh, uversion.com, okay? In our own church, if you go to the next slide, please, we're going to do uh, the Alpha Film Series, and we're probably going to do that just after Labor Day. Stay tuned for details. There's a small team that I'm developing as well. If you want to serve on the Alpha team, this is going to be an online Alpha course. We're going to use the Zoom uh, platform, and all of the videos uh, are from Alpha. They're all free. We're going to design our own Alpha Film Series um, and invite people to come. And I need a small team to help me, to invite people, to pray for people, to follow up people who are visiting and all of that. But Alpha explores the basic questions about Christianity. And one of them is, how do I read the Bible? And uh, the, the material is so well presented and people come to Christ regularly through this film series because when people ask questions and participate in Alpha, there's no condemnation. You know, atheists are welcome. Every every uh, uh, statement is, is treated with respect. People can come and can explore Christianity in a non-threatening environment and get their questions answered. And one of them, again, how do I read the Bible? What is the Bible? We cannot recall what we do not know. And this is what Peter wants. He wants us to be able to recall. Number two, we learn from history that we don't learn from history. That's an old saying. I think it goes something like, the one thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. Verses three to six, he warns them. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. And they're going to scoff and they're going to mock and they're going to say this business of the second coming is nonsense. This idea that Jesus coming back is nonsense. Everything stays the same. Nothing has changed since the beginning. And what does Peter say? He says they deliberately forget. They do not remember and they intentionally do not remember. Deliberately means, means just that. A couple of things that long ago, by God's word, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. What he's talking about there is creation. So they deliberately forget creation, number one, and by these waters also the world of that time 
was deluged and destroyed. What's he talking about there? He's talking about the flood of Noah. So he's saying the creation of the world and the destruction of the world are both cataclysmic events, both massive events, both, I mean, indescribably massive. You talk about the, 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 the bomb that went off uh, in the city of Beirut. I mean, the, the flood of Noah, as described here, and here he's talking about a global flood, global destruction of the entire world by water. He's saying God created and God judged and destroyed. And these things are deliberately forgotten by the scoffer and the mocker. So, and it, this, this business of the last days, well, even Peter got up on the day of Pentecost and said, uh, in the last days, God will pour out his spirit on all flesh. So the period of the last days is there in the first century and extends even to now. And what he's saying is, if God created and if God judged, we should be very careful if we're going to mock the idea of the second coming of Christ. Now, as soon as I say creation and the flood, I know what happens, especially in the mind of young people. You say, oh boy, I'm expected to believe all of this. Well, I mean, consider, consider first of all, the alternative. And, and I'm very aware of all the different views of origins and even amongst the Christians, you know, everything from the idea that God used evolution to the idea that God created in six literal 24-hour days. That's my position, actually, that God created in six literal 24-hour days. Believe it or not, that's my position. I know some disagree. Uh, but regardless of whatever position you take within the Christian camp, What's being said here is that it is because of God that this world exists. He is the creator, and it was by his word. He brought it into being. I mean, consider the alternative. The alternative, which is the most popular model uh, across uh, the globe, really, in the, in the scientific community, is the Big Bang. And this idea that the everything that we that exists now started with a bang, with a big explosion out of nothing. Uh, and I know some some Christians say, well, you know, God used the big bang, God caused the big bang. This is one view, uh, but the the ardent. Um, uh, uh, follower of the Big Bang will say, no, that's not what the Big Bang teaches. What the Big Bang teaches is that there was nothing and then there was something. So there wasn't even God before the Big Bang. God didn't, and in some, in the minds of some, doesn't even exist anyway. And so that the explosion that happened, whatever it is, 10, 15 billion years ago, was the beginning of everything. And that even God didn't exist outside of the Big Bang. And that's the view. Is In a sense, it makes the Big Bang God. And everything started from there. And so the question is, well, what would have caused the Big Bang? And the, the Big Bang person would say, nothing caused the Big Bang. It just happened. It caused itself. <laughs> that's a really difficult uh, argument to follow because nowhere in all of creation do we see anything cause itself okay but this is the idea this is the view which would you rather follow okay the idea that god always was always will be and that he brought everything into being you want to argue about timing you want to argue about method fine or would you say well god uh, or god doesn't exist and it just banged itself kind of into uh, into existence, all right? So what Peter is saying is that God is the origin, God is the creator of all of these things. And this is his, his argument, and when we deliberately forget that, then we're saying we're, we're, we're not learning from our own history. And then he goes into the flood, and he says that it, uh, judgment came once, and if judgment came once, why are we mocking and why are we scoffing the idea that judgment could come again? By these waters, also the world of that time 
was deluged and destroyed. I mean, what a... Just imagine that, okay? And uh, if you back up one verse, uh, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. I must confess, I'm not entirely sure what he means there. Um, formed out of water and by water. There are various theories as to what he could mean. Some say there was a uh, what they call a vapor canopy or a firmament uh, over the globe that was made of water, and that's that's what came down on the world that deluged the world. Others view it differently. But when we read the narrative of Genesis and we see that flood, where you have that all of that water for forty days. Uh, you have you have water coming from below. You have water coming from above. It, it the destruction described there would be just unfathomable. It'd be so difficult to to put into words what you would see there. Uh, but the power of water and the 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 way that water can destroy and the way that water can erode extremely fast. And when you have destruction that is caused by God supernaturally well you're going to have something that uh, that would be indescribable that would happen there and what peter is appealing to is this event in history and he's saying be very very careful there's going to be mockers there's going to be scoffers but the one thing that we observe from them is that they don't learn from history uh, we're living in this time of we call it unprecedented uh, pandemic it's not really unprecedented. It's unprecedented in our lifetime, but there's been many, many global pandemics in, in world history. Hopefully, we will learn uh, from this pandemic, but the history tells us that we don't learn much from history when it comes to pandemics. We continue to be uh, woefully unprepared when these things come, and when they do come, they cause uh, uh, destruction that that uh, oftentimes shouldn't happen they expose all of the flaws in our in our systems i mean we saw it here even in quebec and in ontario and in other places in the world the the horrific conditions that seniors have been living in and this virus came in and and uh, so many seniors perished uh, because of the weaknesses in the healthcare system and so on the one thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. It's like Peter uh, is right. And then finally, the last uh, little lesson that we can learn here is this entire world is temporary. This entire world uh, is temporary. Let me see if I can get it up on the screen here uh, for you. There we go. There we go. The entire world uh, is temporary. Verse 7, by the same word. So the word that, that, that brought the universe into existence, the cosmos into existence, and then was judged by that same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for, not water this time, but fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Uh, this is a <laughs> this can get you depressed uh, really quickly, but he wants us to know everything that we see in this world in this time, everything that we're so familiar with, everything that we're so comfortable with. This is all temporary. Uh, you know, we talk about global warming today, and and we get we get very concerned about the situation on this globe, and as well we should. Uh, I preached a message on global warming last year, and if anything, Christians should be uh, the leaders in protecting the environment and the leaders in uh, combating uh, global warming. If anything, but what he's teaching here is there's going to be a global warming. Uh, the likes of which we can't even comprehend because it's going to be the judgment of God on this entire world with fire. I mean, you look at some of the fires that are burning now uh, in places in the United States. Imagine the destruction that's being uh, mentioned here. And his point is this world is temporary, and God is going to change it. God is going to judge it. 
God is going to uh, wipe it out and God is going to transform it and redeem it. In fact, he's obligated to do so. And we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit next week uh, as we finish the series and talk about the second coming and the the purpose of the second coming. Uh, But what he's saying here is it's all temporary. It doesn't mean we shouldn't take care of it. If anything, we should take care of it uh, because there's a judgment coming. The judgment is against moral evil, Uh, but it's temporary. Everything that we that we experience everything that we understand um, and we can become so materialistic in the way that we live but he is saying this is all temporary this is all going to go and this is all going to be changed it's reserved for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men i mean that that's got to get you thinking uh, a whole lot because how do we live with this type of understanding? What is our world view like with this kind of understanding? What will we, how will we adjust the way that we live when we have this kind of understanding? Uh, Peter asked the question later in uh, different translations uh, rendered differently. How then shall we live? Wow, the world is temporary, this world. We have to learn a biblical worldview. We have to remember that we don't learn much from history, and that's the lesson from history. Well, how then will we live? How will we handle our relationships with people when we see that everything is temporary? How will we handle our relationships with people when we're looking at them through the lens of the Bible and developing a biblical worldview? How are we going to handle our money? How are we going to handle our possessions? How are we going to handle our own physical bodies when we realize that, wow, everything is temporary. Everything that's been given to me is on loan to me. So how am I going to, how am I going to treat all of those things? And all, everything changes when a person looks at life through the lens of God. What are you thinking? Are you thinking in a worldly, as the New Testament would put it, a worldly fashion, or are you thinking in a godly fashion? And the two are very, very different. And so Peter wants us to be sober and to approach life with this type of understanding. And it takes a long time to develop this, but this is the whole process of Christian maturity and discipleship do you want to go on that journey Uh, there's no journey like that let me tell you you can follow yourself you can follow what another uh, person says another human another philosopher another religious leader but when you follow what jesus says when you follow what god has given to us in his word it changes and transforms your whole life when Jesus is in you and when that person of the Holy Spirit is in you living in you from the inside out there's a transformation that takes place and uh, that is the road to freedom and that is the road to life so let me pray for you uh, today as we close God we are so thankful um, for your word today we are so thankful for the the direction that it gives us, the encouragement, the comfort, um, the the rebuke at times. Uh, but Lord, ultimately we can find life in the person of Jesus who is revealed in your word. So I pray for each one again who is listening, watching, uh, that that Lord uh, you would just be front and center in our lives we would be able to recall that which we know and that your spirit would remind us of that which we already know I pray for people to even start to memorize uh, things in the scripture for parents to teach their children 
to memorize verses in the Bible. Those things can save our lives, Lord. They can keep us from temptation. Uh, They can keep us strong when we are weak. But ultimately, Lord, we want you living in us from the inside out. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I trust this has been a, a blessing to you. And I forgot to mention it before, but I encourage you to share these messages with others. Press that little share button at the bottom of your screen, okay? I want to see more shares. I only see one share, two shares, three shares. Share these messages. Share the feed on podcast or Apple Podcasts. And I look forward to being with you again uh, this week. We'll do a couple of uh, our message series, God's Questions, Your Questions. And we'll be back again with you next Sunday as we continue and conclude, actually, our series podcast from Peter. Until then, may God bless you. Have a great, great Sunday.